My name's Mark. Gabe's off today. It's Bible Study Day. It's Wednesday, the 1st of February. And we welcome back to the program our friend, Pastor Tom Repke from Linden Road Presbyterian. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mark. Hey, great to have you back. Good to be here. Thank you. Yeah, first time in the new year. Yes, happy new year. Yeah, well, late, but and, and better late than never. Happy Ground Gone Day tomorrow. Oh, ground, yeah. Well, actually, everybody listen in right before 6 a.m. Okay. You'll hear uh, Sonny and Cher. I'm right. not going to let that tradition there we go. get away. Very yeah. good. Uh, good to have you around. Good so, to be here. Uh, you've probably been here more than any other pastor that we've invited for Bible study. I'm just kind of guessing. I've got to go through and, and see that progression right. someday. Wow. Uh, but I do have the record that this is our 96th How cool. Bible study. Just from a, a conversation one morning in an hour. Exactly. Yeah, this is great stuff. Now, this morning, we're headed to, well, I don't want to say it's one of my least favorite books in the New Testament, but it is the one that I've had the most difficulty with over the years. Really? Uh, yeah, until recently. I'm finally really starting to get the writer of Hebrews trying to communicate to Jewish people. Right. And I'm starting to really put that together and link it to the Old Testament. So I'm doing better in okay. Hebrews. But where are we going? Well, and even to set that up, I mean, the idea that that's why the writer is writing is he's trying to help these these folks who are going to go back to their old faith. Oh, yeah. And to say, no, okay. no, you need to move into it in a whole new way. So we're going to look at chapter three. Uh, and I sort of actually, when I'm, we're going to add a couple of verses because okay. it's, it's this word encouragement. And I think, you know, when you think about the season we've all been in, you know, the dis discouragement, which is, you know, I think the idea of the lack of courage. So Hebrews 3. three chap uh, chapter 3, starting with verse 7. Okay. Uh, do you want me to read it now? Or do you want to go to the background first? Let's, no, let's go. Go ahead and read. All right. So go I've got the ESV. It. Okay. All right. Therefore, the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. They didn't keep going. I can keep going? Yeah, go through. Okay. Verse 13 then says, but, I love it when there's a but yes, in Scripture. That's the point. Right? Uh-huh. But exhort one another every day, as long as, is, as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Still keep going? Yeah, go through verse 14. Okay, 14. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm. To the end. Right. Mm. Amen. And amen. And, you know, Father, give us illumination through your Holy Spirit as we look at this. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's interesting, you know, this idea of discouragement. And you think about the Israelites, and we always get a chance to look at them. Uh, but I, I want to suggest that discouragement is a tool that God uses to help focus our attention. Hmm. And, okay. And the season right. we've been in, we think about the nuns and the duns and those that, you know, church. so many churches are missing. Right, but I think it's because of what we've leaned into, just what contemporary Christianity looks like, and so just the frustration that's there. And what ends up happening: a person gets discouraged, works through life issues, 
And then the next thing you know, they fall away and they're no longer engaged. Okay. Before we go any farther with this, uh, I know that um, people who have heard you on with us on several occasions have heard you referencing several pastors around the country. I know you follow a lot of them right. on Twitter. This is not something that you have just come up with. No. This is something that is echoing across the right. country, big churches, small churches, medium-sized churches everywhere. It is. And, and so Barna, who's the Christian pollster, you know, he's out there trying to help us better understand. And you just think about how things have affected. I mean, the, even the idea of the online. I mean, we've got all sorts of folks. I, I've got a friend who I've been in conversation with that's in a non-denominational church in our converse, in our community. And just this idea that you know, on Sunday morning, he's got 160 people watching online. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're back to about 60% of what was pre-COVID attendance okay. in the building. But still, it's just interesting. People are like, no, I'm just watching from home. Right. Well, again, Hebrews, we have another passage in Hebrews that reminds us that we shouldn't neglect Assembling together. of ourselves together, right. as one translation says. Right, and that's been one of the pushes against the whole online. It's like, well, online church is an online church. Well, I understand that, sort of, but I can tell you, like even in my context, I wasn't online until COVID forced me to, and mm-hmm. I, I really can't do what I want to do because we're a small church with technology, but I've connected people who grew up in our community. I've got an amazing friend, Jim, who's in his late 80s, who lives in St. Louis, and he looks mm. forward to, you know, and then it creates a conversation almost weekly with him to say, hey, you said this on Sunday. I got a question about that. Can you help me unpack it? You know, because he, he's trying to be faithful in this season of wow. life. Or his sister lives in Lake Forest, actually two miles from Saddleback, and uh, same thing for her. <laughs> All <laughs> but, right. Right, but it is the context of where we find ourselves. It and, is. And so it's interesting that, you know, in, in this particular passage, one of the reasons I, I, I wanted to lean into it is, first of all, it's interesting that he starts out with saying, verse 7, so as the Holy Spirit says. Now, what's mm-hmm. interesting is the Holy Spirit is going to actually, he's going to draw on the writer from Psalm. It's like, okay. All right. So he is basically, the writer of Hebrews is saying, uh, talking about inspiration of Scripture, well, there it is. Right. He's basically saying the Holy Spirit leaned on right. the writer of Psalm. So, which is probably David. And so yeah. we, we want to go to Psalm 95. 95. Which is, which is what he's quoting here, because what's interesting is he doesn't quote it exactly. Okay. So we're going to do a little dive. So you, you want to put your finger in, in the, right here, hold it in Hebrews. I've got it. We want to go back to Psalm 95. 95. Okay. I'm there. Okay. Um, right. With verse verses uh, 7 through 11. Okay. Okay. This is uh, Psalm 95. Uh, probably David, but it's not designated as such. Uh, verse uh, 7 through... 11. 11. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. There's a praise song in there somewhere. Yeah, there is. Uh-huh. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah. That's part of what was edited out. Right. Right. And as on the day at Massa in the wilderness. Another part edited for Hebrews. Right. When your fathers put me to the test, and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For 40 years, I loathed that generation and said, yeah, (laughs) whoa, and said they are a people who go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Therefore, I swore in my wrath, they shall not 
enter my rest. Yikes. Yeah, yikes indeed. Uh, if David wrote that, maybe it's a good thing he didn't sign it. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and so then, you know, so all of a sudden it's like, it's interesting in particular, and it's worth, and so this is when you do Bible study, right? You sort right, of, you right, want to right. dig into the details. So Okay, so he's talking about these two, Masa and Meribah. What's, what's going on there? Yeah, what is that? So, okay, put your finger in fo- now. Uh, hold okay. Psalm, Psalm. Put it in Psalms. Hold on. And let's okay. go to Exodus chapter 17. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're, we're having Bible study this morning, by the way, folks. We didn't mention it's going to be the whole Bible. We're going yeah, to well. do everything right here. Uh, okay, 17. Yes. All right. Uh, water from the rock. Yeah, there's a song, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> right now. Ain't no rock. Yep. Right. Yeah, so, All right, so where are we now? Verse 1. All right. If you want, go ahead. Uh, until going to? Uh, verse uh, through, through verse 8. I don't get overtime, you know. Oh, 7. Okay. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people grumbled against Moses and said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it, and the people will drink. And Moses did so, in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because of the quarreling of the people of Israel, and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Okay. One more verse? or nope. We're going to stop right there. Yeah, okay. We can stop there. So, again, we're getting the context, because context is everything. Right. Okay. So, again, go back to the book of Hebrews. Why does okay. Hebrews exist? Because mm-hmm, it's, it's being yeah. written to people who are going in a direction they probably shouldn't. Okay. Hello, church. Yeah. Okay, as contemporary Christians, it's about persevering, okay, mm-hmm. about leaning into God's and faithfulness. And they may be in a difficult situation in Rome. Hello. Yeah. Or in America, or in Barberton. Yeah. Or Ashland. Yeah. <laughs> or wherever you live. I mean, the context of our life today is being faithful to what God's calling us, and is God going to show up? And that's when we go back and look at the story in Exodus. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? Okay, these people... And poor Moses, he's like, you know, first of all, even the, the context is like, you know, it's a, uh, he's like, give us water to drink. I mean, are you people? Really? <laughs> I mean, that's such an outrageous demand, especially when you think about the fact that they're in the wilderness. Right. Okay. What have they seen God do? Exactly. Splitting water, right? I mean, powering the waves so that they can cross over. I mean, it's, it's amazing here what uh, God's people and and then his anger that we is pointed out to us in Psalm about not being faithful and how God will provide if we trust Him and He does right and there's actually another story here where they there is water but it's it's bitter and He, right. he, he makes it sweet 
Mm-hmm. And so the question has always been, you know, I think fundamentally, really, is God going to show up? All you got to do is open your eyes. Well, right. And, and ha- sometimes even when you open your eyes, your heart isn't open. Right. It's about faith, too. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about knowing that, you know, even in the midst of the messiness, I'm not sure how God's going to show up in this, is that he's going to show up. We are doing Bible study on a Wednesday morning with Pastor Tom Repke. Andre says, partly to mostly sunny and cold today with a high of 27. Right now, 15 degrees here in Barberton. Bible study time this morning. We are in, well, actually we've been a number of places, but we're going back eventually here to Hebrews 3, verses 7 through 12, and actually 13 and 14 as Correct. well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's keep going. So again, the question is, is God's power with me? And, and so, again, we need to look at these things because context is everything. And mm-hmm. so we know that Hebrews is being written to people who don't want to go back to the old ways. And it's like, no, Jesus came to change it all. And so the writer of Hebrews is just saying, you need to lean in. You need to lean in and, and trust that God's going to be there and he's going to provide for you. And so that's why I think he even edits out, you know, the, 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 the specific locations that we learn. And he's just saying, look, when you're in the wilderness, the question that you're wrestling with is, is God going to show up? Or you're in the hallway. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, is God going to show up? And well, and this is another reminder to me as someone who is not fond of studying Hebrews because I didn't understand a lot of the context until recently. But here we are in chapter 3 with this reminder that is leading us forward in the book of Hebrews to the place where the writer is going to tell them, remember, there is a new and living way. Right. The curtain is not coming back. Or living water. Right. To draw on this passage, right? I mean, right. And even the idea, I mean, these people have in the context that somehow, I mean, that after they ask Moses, they really are thinking that God has led them in the wilderness to let them die. Right. Really? Really. Okay. Yeah. The, the 10 plagues, I mean, really? That, mm-hmm. and, and you can imagine, I mean, this is, a, you know, a couple million people which, moving through the desert. And, and as you look at even that study of the Exodus, it's like there was a more direct route. <laughs> you know, they could have right. gone straight, but that, that, you know, it was about God's provision and his care and about his faithfulness. You know, it's interesting because, you know, we were talking just a few minutes ago about what has happened since COVID and the numbers and what is going on in churches all across the country. I can think of examples in our church where there are people who have disappeared. We don't see them on Sunday. We don't see them signing in on Sunday when we, you know, broadcast on Facebook Live because we can usually see who everybody is who has signed in, uh, the folks in the front office can see that. Sure. And so there are people that have disappeared and aren't part of the fellowship anymore. Right. It confuses me. And this is a great reminder it's always been this way. It has. Always. We, that's why Jesus keeps referring to us as sheep. Well, right. Yeah. Well, and I think even the story of Jesus in the wilderness, you know, is a similar kind of story of the Israelites because you know, when Satan is trying to tempt him, what does he do? You know, it's like you really can't trust your heavenly father. He's not going to provide for you. Mm. And because Jesus knew the word, he's like, no, excuse me. Yeah. You know? No, that you don't understand this, and that's what what the evil one does. And I think, particularly in this season, for so many people that have you know fallen away, 
Mm-hmm. Some would argue maybe they weren't connected to begin with. Well, true. That's and it has to, to do with too. what we've allowed church to become to some degree with the programming and, and you know, what we learned, you know, post-COVID is that some of the things that we used to have to lean into, maybe we don't really need to to draw people in to the conversations, mm. right? Um, and so this idea that you, you – but it's that discouragement that, that takes people out. And then that, yeah. that discouragement then leads to – falling away. Well, now we're all the way back to Genesis. Right. Did God really say? Oh, right. Right. With Eve. We're back to the original question. Right. And the, and all that is the idea, does, does God care for us? Right. Yeah. That, and that's the tension I think so many people have seen living into. And partly it has to do with some, sometimes our, our church folk aren't very kind, <laughs> right, to each Understood. other. Right. Uh, you know, you do have to put on a coat and tie to come to church because that's what's expected. So if you show up in your jeans, you know, there's really not a place for you. Hmm. And I, I get that. And it's about reverence and holiness and all that. But I just think the people I spend time with, I mean, later today I'll be in the jail. And I just right. know that those men I get a chance to sit with, they, they feel as though no one's going to accept them because they're all tatted up and they're mm-hmm. broken because of their addictions and, you know, they're incarcerated. But that God still sees. I mean, John chapter 3, verse 16, is that he came to save. Yes, he did. And, and to bring his love and to show his forbearance. And so that's why these stories are. But it's interesting that Israel couldn't figure it out. Right. They didn't believe or trust, ultimately, fortunately. And so what's this exhortation to us? So we go back now to Hebrews. Back chapter. to Hebrews. Hebrews. Okay. I'm there. Okay. Okay. And, and what does he tell us here? Uh, this idea that we, this, this is why I think you're doing, this is you know, the 96 Bible study, why we need to be in the word every day. And it's interesting that he, he offers here this idea um, with, so verse 13, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. Well, it's interesting that, you know, there's a reminder here that, this is why camp is such a great thing for kids to do, right? Right. But the, what's the problem with camp? The kids, you know, you get Friday night, you know, and it's the, the great last campfire and there's all this joy or, or going to passion as a conference or doing any kind of place where we lean into intentionality and we have this feel good feeling. Right. But it's for today. And uh-huh. the perseverance that the writer of Hebrews, I think, is trying to get us to see. It's like, no, you need to pay attention because Israel saw all these amazing things and they, they still forgot. Let me jump back to where I'm at right now in the scriptures. I'm doing, last year I did a slow study of Luke to start the year. And this year I'm doing a slow study of Matthew. And it's very interesting when you consider your passage here in Hebrews that is, you know, trying to make sure that the people who have committed their way to Christ don't go back to what they used to know. Right. The whole purpose of the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew is writing to a Jewish audience. Right. So really, Hebrews may be a letter to those who were originally influenced by Matthew's Gospel. Could be, right. Yeah. And is focusing them back on the things that they should have remembered from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Well, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, you know, that we we end up uh, being reminded that all the things that have happened are to remind us of God's faithfulness, right? Yeah. And so whether it's, you know, 
being thirsty in the wilderness, you know, or being thirsty in, in the valley you're walking through right now? You know, God, mm-hmm. are you going to show up? Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to meet me in my moment? Or are you just going to, am I abandoned to my own self and I'm on my own? Well, he cares for us, right? I mean, that idea that that we need to l- just wrap our arms around that every day. And again, that's why the word is so important. And it's that intimacy we've talked about so many times, you know, that it's really, that's what God's after. He's not after the program. He's after our hearts mm-hmm. and about our faithfulness. Right. And if we just trust him in the moment, then, then life is going to be, we're going to, have to push through it. That doesn't mean life is going to be without its difficulty. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and I even think there's a, a contemporary song, uh, out gyra mm-hmm. and just the words of that song, you know, that, and I think it's interesting. I, a lot of the contemporary songs that are out there right now, at least to me, seem to be drawing back on on the idea that God has always been there. So like Good, Good Father, mm-hmm. you know, or, or Waymaker, you know, these, right. you know, even when you, you don't see him, he's working, he's working, right? And I think it's that to, reminder of our faith journey, because we're, we're supposed to be people that's supposed to be making a difference in our world. Uh, people who are supposed to um, be leaning into, and, and unfortunately what happens is, our self-esteem isn't enough, you know, these, uh, reading a good book on how to, to be a good person isn't enough to encourage us in our faith. Right. It, it, we have to be encouraged. And so, again, he says, you know, but encourage one another daily. And I, I think that's, you know, the mission, if you will, of, in some sense of what Heartfelt's all about with all that you offer uh, to, mm-hmm. to people through technology. I mean, not just here in Barberton, but, you know, through the Internet and, you know, literally to the, to the outer reaches of the world. Uh, and, and the reason being here is that we, he doesn't want us to be our, our sin to harden our hearts away from him, even though it may be complicated. We're spending time with Pastor Tom Repke this morning here on Mornings with Mark and Gabe. I'm Mark. Gabe's off today. So as we kind of bring this in for a landing here in uh, just a couple of moments, uh, we're going to just catch Andre's forecast here for a second and give everybody a, a chance to take a breath. While they take a breath, what should they be thinking about? Well, verse 14, we Hmm. have come to share in Christ. What does that mean? Hmm. What does that look like in your context this morning? As a mom, as an employee going to work, you know, what does that look like? Dre's forecast, right back to the study. Stay right where you are. Bible study time and in the uh, home stretch here on this Wednesday morning with Pastor Tom Repke from Linden Road Presbyterian. Uh, we have been looking at Hebrews chapter three, verses seven through fourteen. Pastor Tom, where are we going to land this? Because yes, we need encouragement, but yes, we are still sheep. We are, and we're still asking that question: Lord, are you really here? Right? Do you really care what's going to happen to me today? Well, again, verse fourteen. Is okay, putting the period on it here. We have come to share in Christ. If, indeed, we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Mm. Well, where, where did you come into, into relationship with Jesus? You know, that's the moment. That's what he's encouraging us. Go back and be reminded mm-hmm. of that first moment uh, where you understood who you were as a son or daughter of the great king. You know, and I think that's where we need to be reminded. Again, and it seems like all of Scripture keeps trying to help us see that. It's complicated and messy, and no, God hasn't led you in the wilderness to kill you, as the Israelites thought. He's actually going to provide for you, and it's like, do you trust me? 
Do you trust me? Do you trust me? You know, one of the fun activities of this last few months with my granddaughter has been high seek, high seek, <laughs> playing hide and seek. Um, and high seek pops, high seek. And she will hide right out in plain sight. She covers her eyes. <laughs> right. So that supposedly I can't see her. Right. As I think about what you're saying, that's a perfect picture of what we do as believers. Right. We're hiding in plain sight. We're covering our eyes thinking God can't see us. And we're forgetting the things that we knew from the very beginning. And that moment when the Holy Spirit really grabbed onto your shoulder and said, you're mine. Right. You're my child. You belong to me. Well, again, in the Hebrew tradition, I mean, come thou found, right? Here I raise my Ebenezer. You know, yeah. and, and what is that? Well, it's stone of remembrance. Right. Why right. do we need to remember? Well, because as human, I mean, why do we yeah. need to do, why do we, in, in our traditional churches, why do we do the traditional liturgical calendar? Mm-hmm. You know, why do we do the Apostles' Creed? Right. It is to be, to pause and be reminded of who we are. And I think that's, mm-hmm. there are so many distractions in our life, right? And we've huh. talked about that. I mean, yeah. the beauty of our technology is a, is a wonderful thing. But it's also, there's tyranny that comes with that that distracts us from what God wants us to do. Mm. You know, and so the idea of leaning in you know, to, so even you know, getting up a little bit early and listening to Heartfelt at 515, right? Yeah, to the <laughs> wisdom journey. Yeah. Right, because uh, you, you, there's much that God's word has for us. That's why scripture is there for us. That's why we have the canons, right, of, of the Old and New Testament. They, they are connected together. And, and so even this morning, we've gone from Hebrews to, to Psalm. right back to Exodus to show that it's been a journey and that God through all of that is, you know, basically he's, he wants to meet our thirst, which is our core longings as human beings of who we are and what's our purpose. And, and, and he, if we lean into that, so being reminded of again, verse 14 is let's go back and be reminded of that first moment that you trusted Jesus. Mm. Right. And, and what that meant, um, the love that you experienced in that moment where, whether wherever it was in your, in your faith journey. He saw you then, he sees you now. Right, right. I mean, he, and we know this about Jesus, too, that he satisfies us, right? He's supposed to, he's supposed to be our all in all. We also know that he, he promises us, like David says so many times, that he's with us. And that also, too, that he cares for us. Mm-hmm. And then out of that comes this idea of endurance and perseverance. And that, is life going to be messy? Yeah. Is, yes. Are, yes. We, are we going to have to push through trauma? Yes. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. all of us in our story. But the beautiful thing that's there is that God, if we will just pause and let him speak to us, he will once again remind us of who we are in him. And yet we have to be reminded, too, that we, we have an adversary. You know, John 10, 10, the, you know, the evil one comes to kill, crush, and destroy. But Jesus says, but, again, but, but yeah. I've come to give you a life full. Do you trust me? Do you hmm. trust me? And so, again, I think it's really important as we... We look through these matters from Hebrews and you know back through the Old Testament stories to, of how God is going to show up even in the midst of when we don't think He can. Would you pray us into this Wednesday, Pastor Tom? Sure, let's do that. All right, uh, Jesus, we're grateful, Father, that you, we know that we are already loved. We know that we are chosen. We know who we are in You, 
and we know what you've spoken to us this morning. So take these words and we consecrate them to you. We thank you for loving us as your sons and daughters. And we pray, Jesus, through your blood for, against the distractions that come at us, uh, against the distractions that the evil one wants to throw, that by the, all that we have is your people, that we can live fully in that. And so we just pray your Holy Spirit to help lead, us lead into that today. And we just will give you the praise. And we pray it in your strong name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Tom, thank you again. My pleasure. Thank we you. We sure appreciate this. Uh, if people want to know, uh, because you have uh, an older congregation and a smaller congregation, about maybe before you go to Linden Road Presbyterian, checking you out online. Sure. Just check us out on lindenroad.church. All okay. one word. L-I-N-D-E-N-R-O-A-D dot church. And it's been interesting. I've been doing a series uh, just wrapped up on you know, just dealing with our minds, how to get get through the battle of our minds and the engagement online has just been really kind of crazy. People saying, thank you for that. Just, just trying to understand the science of how our minds work. And so it's really resonated with some mm, of our folks. Uh, that's good to hear. Yeah, thank you. Very good to hear. Yeah. Love you, brother. Love you too. Thanks, Mark. All right. Blessings, and, Gabe. We'll yeah, see yeah, absolutely. Well, you mentioned Waymaker. Yes. Let's go there. Got it. This is Leland on 91.9 Heartfelt Radio.